Hello. Hello. Hello, Kelsey. Hello, Tori. And hello, anyone who's listening. Welcome to the Weekly Variety. Hello, Kelsey's mom. Hello, mom. You're our number one fan. (laughs) Shout out. Mom, you're the only one that is over 60 that listened to the podcast. So thank you very much for your contribution. (laughs) Um, Just a note from your favorite daughter that I never would have told your age on this podcast. And um, Kelsey did. Also, for anyone who's listening... My mother wants you all to know that she's not a nosy neighbor. <laughs> Last episode, I said Which she was a nosy exactly neighbor. exactly what a nosy neighbor would say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tina, you're not helping your case there. <laughs> she went over to all the neighbors and she was like, do you think I'm a nosy neighbor? Listen, if you listen to this podcast, I'm not a nosy neighbor. So don't listen to what my daughter says. <laughs> she's not even my real daughter. <laughs> But welcome back, everyone. This is episode two. and Of two. Of two, <laughs> yes. Um, all of our Just kidding. listeners and subscribers, if we have any at this point, it's still very fresh. Thank you for coming back and listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week, Tori? You went back to work after a long vacation. Um... It was bad, Mm. (laughs) but it was, well, I don't know. It was normal, Yeah, which is bad, but then I just get used to it after a while. (laughs) It was, it was okay, but like the universe seems to fold in this perfect way where like every person that I don't like Mm -hmm. just comes in on that first day that I'm back. They miss you. They're like, oh, that, that bitch is back at work. <laughs> I'm going to ruin her day. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and they really do. They yeah. truly do. Well, just part of the job, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> part of helping people. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, well, half of my week, like the tail end of my week was like basically being in college again. My sister had all of her sorority sisters over, and once again, I was drinking for three days straight. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but like this time. Was everyone, or was it just you? Cause just I me thought you said. Floating alone? No, it was everyone. <laughs> I thought you said there was like multiple pregnant people there. There was one pregnant woman. Um, okay. So she didn't drink. Good for her. And there was a mom and like, and everyone else, all of her, her college girls. And we all had but a But no good kids, time. right? No, Jesus. No. God. Okay. Um, if anyone doesn't know this, I don't like kids. So. <laughs> I feel like that's not that's 100% That's my little secret. <laughs> well. You, you like kids in small doses. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. as long as like, they stay like six feet away from me at least. I'm good. Like, I've been social distancing since it was cool. Quarantine has been good for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I, I like people six feet away from me as well. You know least. what? I think social distancing has turned me into, like, an introvert, like a hermit, like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been doing this for a long time. Like, if I don't... Quarantine is not very hard for me. <laughs> In fact, I... natural, really. <laughs> Uh, sort of embarrassed to say that I've changed almost nothing. Hey, you know what? That's fine. The only thing that I really changed is like I would go out like every single weekend and um, 
that I definitely changed because bars closed down. Um, but <laughs> I mean, other than that, you know, well, I moved in with my sister, so I wasn't really like alone the whole time. If I still That's lived true. at my apartment during this whole quarantine, I would probably be a mental case at this point. Cause I would be like alone, just talking to my cats all day, <laughs> all day long while there's like a pandemic going on outside. It would be bad. I feel like the cats would have tried to leave. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They would have either tried to leave or tried to kill me. Whichever one. (laughs) (laughs) They would have, like, pushed me out a window somehow. (laughs) Since I'm two stories up. Do you think it would have been Gregory or Moo who would have pushed you? I think Gregory would have been the mastermind, but Moo is huge, so she would have been the muscle. She would have just, like... (laughs) She's a tank. She's a little chonker. She would have just, like, come running at me full force, just... Mm-hmm. push me somewhere yeah broke my neck i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but now i'm going back there so i might be a little you know by next episode i might actually have lost my mind so okay we'll see how that goes i'm looking forward to yeah. episode three where we visit you in the hospital yes <laughs> just bring in the mics <laughs> Trying to get past the doctors. Uh, guys. No, we, we have a podcast to do you don't understand. <laughs> I'm talking to a doctor. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I have a fresh podcast to run. I need her. Like, ma'am, she's sedated. She's sleeping. I don't care. <laughs> get me in that room. <laughs> and get myself sedated. Probably. Yes, yes. But last week we talked about your story of Westfield, New Jersey, correct? Yeah. The Watcher, yes. The Watcher. This week I did a little research. I'm excited. And we're going to be talking and I'm about nervous. Skinwalker Ranch. I'm very scared, actually. You should be. And it's funny because Skinwalker Ranch, just, you know, a little snippet before we start, is known for its UFO activity. And I know last oh. episode, I let the world know that I am deathly afraid of UFOs. But I feel <laughs> like if you're scared of something, like say it's UFOs, murderers, ghosts, all that stuff. Not so much like the dark or something like that. But if you're scared of something, I do this. I mean, I don't know if you do it, you could tell me, but I get obsessed with it. Like I get obsessed with like looking for videos of it, looking for like stories about it looking for evidence of something not so much murder but like you know <laughs> true crime podcasts are everywhere so getting murdered yeah obviously i'm not the only one that's interested in like true crimes and mysteries but like i will spend hours looking at ufo footage and it's the scariest thing to me but it's like an adrenaline rush yeah i don't know what it is about it so this is right up my alley, Skinwalker Ranch, because that's <laughs> all there is. I'm a little scared because I remember when I used to work in New York, one of my coworkers was telling me just like the very, very basics of it. Mm-hmm. She gave me like a paragraph synopsis. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid of it that I, I couldn't look it up. I was like, I want to, but I can't. A long time ago, like a couple of years, I caught wind of it and I like dove deep into researching it and like we didn't have the podcast so like i just scared the shit out of myself thought nothing of it and then just <laughs> forgot about it so now that we have this i'm like oh my god yeah that's it that's it but 
it came up because I was, you know, trying to find something to talk about on the podcast. And I was Googling, like, scary stuff, like folklore almost, and, like, you know, creatures. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that'd be interesting to talk about because they scare me. Because, like, no one really knows if they exist, you know. Yeah. No one knows if, if they don't exist. No one really knows. And skinwalkers popped into my head because of this video that I watched not too long ago. And it's of this guy... I actually have a little audio clip that I'm going to play. Okay. But it's of this guy, and he's just videotaping his backyard, or someone's backyard. And I guess his backyard is like a state park of some sort. I'm not okay. sure. He didn't say where he lived, and I'm not sure. Like, Probably if for it's, the best if you're going to put it on the internet. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's in the Midwest. I'm not sure where it is exactly. But because skinwalkers are big in the Midwest. Um, they're like Navajo the Navajo tribe, it's like one of their folklore skinwalkers, but he's videotaping, it's pitch black, he's videotaping his backyard, and you just hear this, like, screech, and then, like, a cackle. <gasps> I got the goosebumps just now, <laughs> thinking okay, about it, I'm, but I'm gonna play it right I'm now. I'm nervous, okay. This is just, like, a little snippet, so you're gonna hear a screech, then he's gonna talk, and then a cackle after, that's not him. Okay. So, let's see if I could get my volume to work correctly. Did you just fucking hear that? That was fucking it. Dude, I just got, like, such bad goosebumps listening to that. If it's real, if it's fake, I don't know, but it scared the shit out of me. Explain for people who can't see me where my jaw is right now. It's like on the floor. <laughs> yeah. It's on the floor, people. Um, I don't feel good about oh, that. Oh my God. I'm so um, I will say that was part of a video, right? Yes. I, I couldn't see that. But yeah, it was just a video of like the abyss. That like cackle yeah. part um, very much sounded demonic yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like evil. I definitely. But I did not like that. Oh, I mean, I guess this podcast is going to be split in two because skinwalkers scare me. So I put a little a little tidbit in here about skinwalkers. Just okay, because so people... I don't really know what that is. Yes, so... I will tell yeah. you about the skinwalkers. Yeah, skinwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> but. There's 14 S's in skinwalkers. So, in the Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into possess or disguise themselves as an animal or human most of them are seen in the form of coyotes wolves foxes cougars dogs bears like predators they wear the skin of the animal or human and they transform into them hence the name skinwalkers yeah yeah and it's 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 like a witch basically that goes evil and in order for them to become a skinwalker they have to do what the Navajo people think is like the most evil thing and that's kill a family member that's close to them. Oh my god. Yeah, so they kill this, they you know, become this evil witch and then they turn into a skinwalker. Um, they can possess humans if the person locks eyes with them. So like that's oh, the one dear. thing. Like you, you, If you think you see a skinwalker like you cannot look at them because they'll, they'll take over your body. So and if then, I just walk around with my eyes closed 24-7... literally what you need to do. <laughs> Especially at night. 
And then when they take control of them, they can make the victim do and say things that they wouldn't otherwise. Um, so so like, they kind of like become possessed. Yes. So in this instance, like if you were possessed by a skinwalker, um, they would make you interact with people, which, <laughs> oh my God, or go out to bars. Oh, the worst possible thing. <laughs> I think that people would know within minutes that that it's wasn't not you. me. Yeah. yeah. This is not Tori. Just see me walking up to the bar and be like, oh, something's wrong. Something's Something wrong. Something is very wrong with her. <laughs> Can someone call 911? <laughs> I think she's possessed. <laughs> but the what's bad about them, why they're so scary, I mean, obviously they could possess things. Um, but they control minds, thoughts, behaviors, they cause illness, they destroy property, and they cause death, like bad news bears. Like, everything is bad. So they bring basically everything bad that happened. The Navajo people were like skinwalkers. Yeah, that from what you just said, that pretty much encompasses everything yeah. bad that could happen like to anybody. Like a bad year for crops, like, you know. A skinwalker. Skinwalker. Um, you know, their cows are having trouble reproducing or like cows are dying. Skinwalker. Skin yeah. Everything. Hmm. Somebody's sick. Skinwalker. Skin yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine like living there though? And your poor grandma just gets like the sniffles and you're, everyone's <laughs> looking at her like, hmm, oh, gotta go grandma. <laughs> Granny's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> poor granny. But get out granny. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Skinwalkers. Um, let's see, people who have encountered skinwalkers say that, you know, you know, they're coming around because they're, they're loud mother efforts. They just like to stir (laughs) things up. They've heard knocking on windows, banging on walls, you know, like scraping on roofs. And then sometimes people see them peering through windows and you could see them because their eyes are supposedly red. Like, yeah, that's how you know it's a skinwalker is the eyes are red. And also with the eyes... They say if it's a skinwalker, if they're in their human form, they have the eyes of animals. And if they're in their animal form, they have the eyes of humans. Like the eyes switch. What? So that's the opposite. Yeah. So if you're looking at a coyote and it looks like... Human eyes. Okay, then it's a skinwalker. That's a skinwalker. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They are said to be faster than cars. Uh Uh-uh. Able to jump cliffs. No. Yeah, like superhuman shit. Okay. Yeah. They can control... Animals of the night, so like owls, wolves, coyotes, like nocturnal creatures, they can control them to do their bidding. (laughs) Me. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I wonder why I feel so weird when it comes to midnight. (laughs) I've always thought of your red eye color as unnatural. No, no, my eyes are blue. (laughs) (laughs) Quite, quite, quite. Do my bidding. (laughs) They're described to look... Not quite human and not quite animal. They're like a mix. Okay. So just imagine like... A hairless Sasquatch? A squouch. A squouch? Just imagine a squouch. <laughs> a squouch? Basically. A small squouch with a squouch. no hair. Yeah. Like if you imagine like a, a wolf-human hybrid. Mm, I don't like it, Creepy but okay. as hell. Oh my yeah. God, just thinking about that. Ooh, Creepy their legs as hell. Yeah. and their teeth. Ooh. And arms. Just normal <laughs> arms. Just normal arms and wolf legs. <laughs> oh my god. Could you imagine that? Something like that looks like that running at like 60 miles per hour towards you? Ah. I would pass no. out. 
I think I would pass out too. I really do. Pass out from fear. Oh my. Just thinking about it is making me a little sweaty. I know. I'm like real scared over here. I'm going to scare myself too much to read this. I have to turn all the lights on. (laughs) Like even upstairs, even though the sun is out right now. Turn the lights on. (laughs) Put the sun inside. Put it in here. And on top of all of their superhuman abilities, they're hard to kill. They, I mean, how, how could you kill one? Honestly. Um, and they usually seek revenge on whoever tries to attack them. So oh God. basically, if you see a skinwalker, you're either going to die or you're going to try and kill them and then die. So it's like, <laughs> You're dead know. either way. Yeah. Just really. bend over and kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> yep. They can only be killed by powerful shamans or bullets dipped in white ash but the bullets have to hit their neck or their head so like if it's a leg wound does the shaman have to shoot them no the shaman kind of works with if you don't have a shaman okay yeah gotcha the shaman is more you know spells magic what shaman do yeah okay yeah like chants and stuff Mm -hmm. just to weaken this the (laughs) evil spirit that is a skinwalker. <laughs> I'm just picturing calling a shaman and they just go around your house and go, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Oh, God. <laughs> All Thank right, you're good. Yeah. 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Meanwhile, the skinwalker's just like shaking its head. Yeah. Like, In the background. Stupid. As soon as he leaves, you're dead. <laughs> In the Navajo culture, it's very taboo to talk about skinwalkers because they think that if you talk about the skinwalker the skinwalker is gonna know that you talk about them Mm -hmm. and he's gonna come after you and kill you basically you're dead oh shit okay yeah honestly don't gossip about a skinwalker (laughs) that's a good lesson for life (laughs) don't gossip (laughs) every child gets a poster that has a skinwalker and it just says don't talk shit or get hit (laughs) you just get stitches but that's basically what a skinwalker is. It's a human that's gone bad that can transform into animal, other humans, and just causes havoc. Okay. Yes. I don't like it. I know. And you may ask, so what's that have to do with Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah, is this like a well, ranch has... dressing, perhaps? or <laughs> It has absolutely nothing to do a with location? it. A <laughs> location? Honestly, there is very little... That correlate between a skinwalker and a skinwalker ranch. Okay. So don't even worry about it. Okay. I just wanted to give a little background on skinwalkers because they are also very scary. Okay. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. So I just warmed you up a little for okay. the main I didn't story. Like it. Yes, but I know. I'm here. <laughs> so <laughs> ripping out all my eyebrows here. <laughs> Oh my god! You're gonna you imagine if I look over in ten minutes and I just have no eyebrows. <laughs> You just walk upstairs. <laughs> no eyebrows, no eyelashes. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's kind of disturbing to think about. Yeah, no. <laughs> Especially since you have like dark brown hair. I know. <laughs> I... Oh. <sighs> it's a good look. It's a good okay, look. I think I'm laughing because I'm nervous. Yeah, I know. I'm like, was this the best thing to? To write about? For, yeah, especially I, the second episode. I'm scared. Okay. But anyways, we must continue. I'm too far okay. in now. Okay. I'm ready. So, the ranch itself is 500 acres of privately owned land deep in the Uinta Basin. Where is that? That's in Utah. 
It's about 150 miles from Salt Lake City. Okay. And this is where Skinwalker Ranch is? Yes. Okay. It's in this basin. Um, and this basin is known for its UFO activity. It's not just Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch is like a little part of it. Um, okay. Everywhere in the basin, people have been known to see lights, orbs, UFOs, everything. Yeah. Okay. It's a hot spot. <laughs> quite literally very hot yes and also very hot, hot. it's known also as the ufo ranch or the sherman ranch which is the <laughs> family that owned the oh ranch. god the poor shermans i know god bless them um but a little bit of history that okay. goes into why people think that this land is cursed okay per se um there was a feud between two native american tribes the I'm sorry if I mispronounced this. The Utes and the Navajo. It's spelled U-T-E-S or U-T-E, the Ute tribe. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. The Ute native people lived and still live in the basin for thousands of years. So they they lived like 12,000 years in that area. Okay. And they still do, but it's, you know, how the U.S. works. (laughs) They only have a little tiny piece now. (laughs) They're all in one house. Yeah, all basically all in one house. Okay. So, the white men, they entered the basin. There was a Spanish expedition that came through in 1770s. Uh, shortly followed in the 1860s by Mormons that came through because, you know, Mormons. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're everywhere in Utah. They were trying to escape, some, you know, people telling them that that's not a real religion. So, they went to the basin and they actually left because they didn't like the area. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> right? So they left and they traveled 100... It's a little warm. <laughs> it's a little warm. Some aliens. Won't try. There's things flying around in the sky. <laughs> so the they moved, the Mormons, they moved about 150 miles away okay. where another Ute tribe was. And basically they were like, well, we don't like this Ute tribe. Someone get rid of them. So... President Abraham Lincoln established the Uinta Indian Reservation and basically forced all of those Ute people that the Mormons just basically kicked out. And they all had to move 150 miles east to the basin. So that's like where all of the Ute people were. And all of this land was a reservation. So it was illegal for anyone to do anything on this land. It was, it belonged to the, to the Utes. And... So, back then, it was a pretty lawless land, so miners just started digging up the place. Illegal at this point. Very illegal. So, miners just started digging up the place. They did whatever they wanted to do, and then the reservation was flipped to public domain by the government. So, basically, it was now a completely lawless land. Like, you could do whatever the hell you want. So, that forced the youth. This makes me upset. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that forced the Utes to, they were all very condensed in this one space, and it pretty much forced them to, they had to, had, <laughs> they had to either like, they had to, he had to, they had to, they had to either get along with the white men that were coming in, or they were probably going to get killed or driven out to who knows where. Mm-hmm. And since they settled in this land, they were like, yo, we going to stay. Mm-hmm. So they became... Not friends, but they were level. Kept it civil. Yeah, exactly. They kept it civil with the Americans that were there, the okay. white people. And they started by 
read this. I don't know how true it is. Okay. But they started selling off their people to the Americans. Oh. Yes. And that made the Navajos very angry. But at that point, they were stuck between a a rock and a hard place. Like, what are they going to do? If they don't do all this stuff, the white men would probably, like, kill them or just take (sighs) over whatever they wanted to. Uh, So they're probably just trying to, like, keep what they can and, like, just appease. Exactly. Yeah. They were just kind of doing it because, like, they didn't want their people to die. It's, like, it's very hard. I'm sure it was very, especially since there was, there were no laws. Like, yeah. The, the the white men could have like murdered them and gotten away with it clean like no laws so anyways them like kind of selling off their people to the americans made the navajos very very angry and the navajos were not a peaceful tribe mm-hmm. like the navajos would take other tribes like as prisoners and stuff and the navajos the skinwalkers are from the navajo folklore so, supposedly, the Navajos placed this skinwalker curse over the basin. And Ooh. that's why okay. it's so, like, haunted. Well, you know, why there's so much activity there. That's, mm-hmm. that's like, the, the history of why it could have happened. That's, like, the Native American history of the basin. Oof. Yes. So, that's how it got the skinwalker curse. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't like curses. Yeah, me either. That's scary shit, man, because that lasts forever. <laughs> you know, actually, one time, I swear, this is why my life has taken some turns. <laughs> I'll say that. Oh, God. What, what did you do? I went to a Renaissance fair. The one that's, like, around here somewhere, like, not too far away. Maybe went to a Renaissance fair. Okay. Which, I'm into that stuff. All right? Okay. It was when I was young. It was, like, maybe, like, between 11 and 13. I had okay. to be in that area. Um, cause you I just knew, went by yourself? Yeah, I knew how to walk and I knew how to talk. So I'm guessing it was between 11 and 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went with... You um, started talking at 12, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure. That's what my mom tells me. <laughs> <laughs> I went with my one childhood friend. This was before I met you, actually. So it was like, I was young. Yeah, because I probably would have been going with you. You but had I, another friend? All right, I know. It's hard to imagine, but don't worry. We're not They're friends not anymore. They're not in your life anymore. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. <laughs> Once All you right. entered, you drew, drove everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> but went there with her, and we were passing this ride, one of the rides that they have. And they have all the people that are, you know, dressed in full costume, and they're, like, yelling at you, and they're like, come on my ride! Like, <laughs> give me your money! And I was a child and I just looked over and I was like, I smiled and I just shook my head. No. And he was like, I curse you with a rubber chicken. And he was holding a rubber chicken. And I swear to you, my life has never been the same. <laughs> I swear that was a curse. Was it one of those ones that like when you let its neck go, it's like, ah. I wish because that would have been better. But it was just like a rubber chicken. No noise, no nothing. And I was like, dude. You just fucked me. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I sw- everything that goes wrong in my life, like relationship, home life, you know, student loans, <laughs> all of the shit that happens to my life, 
rubber I chicken. It on that rubber chicken. Mm-hmm. And that dude who I wish I could go back and find, I would punch him right in the face. I feel like we could we could probably find him. Just, I'm sure he still does that exact same thing. I am sure cuz he was like he was a little older so like if he didn't do that as just a side gig for fun He's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's in an alleyway right now. I don't know which one. Yeah. I feel like Renaissance workers are like circus workers. But anyways, I digress. My point was. (laughs) I'm sorry. Curses are pretty serious and they last forever. Yeah. As you can tell. As you would know. Yeah. Your rubber chicken (laughs) curse. (laughs) So from this curse, a, a ton of stuff has happened in this basin. These ranch owners come in in 1994. And they bought the land, the Shermans. The Shermans? Yes. Ah. That's why it's the Sherman Ranch. And just to, just to set the mood, I'm going to give you a little sprinkling of what they had to go through. Oh, God. Yeah. Are they still alive? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm not sure what they do with their lives, but they are still alive well. No one died while on the ranch. They were okay. just, like, freaked the hell out. Um, so, there have been hundreds of things reported like a phenomenon, extraterrestrial, all that stuff. But a little sprinkling. Cattle mutilation and disappearances. Mm. So if you can imagine just like a cow that's <laughs> hundreds, if not thousands of pounds, just yeah. disappearing. No tracks, no nothing. And mutilated. So, But the weird, weird thing about the mutilations is that they were very precise. They seemed almost like surgical. Cuts. Yeah. And there was no blood either. What? Yes. Where the cow was mutilated in that area, there was never any blood. So, I Okay, don't know. that's weird. Exactly. UFOs in the skies on a regular basis, especially at night. Oh. With that alone, I don't care about the mutilations. I don't care about anything else that's reported. The UFOs alone would drive me away. Yeah. I would move to the farthest place from that ranch. <laughs> The complete opposite side of the world. The complete opposite side. <laughs> Maybe you'd get used to it at a certain point. I but... guess if they, if that's all they were seeing, right? And I'm just assuming that there was like nothing that was harming them going on. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's where they lived. And <laughs> Maybe they even just looked up and they're like, oh, there goes John the alien <laughs> passing by. They just, I would feel like, no. No, I, I'm yeah, lying I don't to myself. I would never get used to, get used to it. No. I don't know, but I feel like he's he's a rancher. And how, so this family is it just this guy? It's a guy, a woman married, and uh-huh. they have two kids: a teenager son and a ten year old girl. Okay, gotcha. So it's a family of four. Okay, and and they moved there in what ninety two? You said ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah, Got they it. bought it in ninety four, and it was like their dream home okay setting up a ranch living out their life off the land you know it was like mm-hmm. that was their end game okay. little did they know they just knocked on aliens <laughs> front aliens. door <laughs> crap yeah <laughs> their front door is also the aliens front door <laughs> that's bad luck yes exactly <laughs> so on top of the ufos on a regular basis they saw orbs in the sky that were also seen like elsewhere like towards the ground in the trees that were intelligent like they interacted with the family they got really good sat scores (laughs) yeah like (laughs) real good like straight to harvard good (laughs) (laughs) and the orbs would like there were some orbs that were reported to just like mess with the cattle 
they would like make them stampede and shit. Ooh. There were orbs that were blue that kind of like struck fear into the family. Like they just felt scared when mm-hmm. they saw them. Mm-hmm. And then there were white orbs that just floated around, but also intelligent. Like they would change direction. They would like go through the house. They would, you know, say hi to the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a kid with a sparkler trying to write hello. <laughs> oh my God, what is that orb? <laughs> It's writing, hello. (laughs) (laughs) On top of that, there's openings in the sky or like holes or windows, some would say, that they would see things go in and out of. So like UFOs, orbs, they would see these things go in and out of almost like a doorway to another dimension. Yeah. And they reported seeing like, say it's a bright sky. They would see one of these holes and it would be pitch black. Or opposite, they would it would be nighttime and they would see one of these holes and it'd be like a bright sunshine. Yeah. What? That actually might be the weirdest part for me. I don't know if they were like smoking that good good or what. Yeah. That's like that's hard to just make up out of your sober mind. Yeah. Seeing these holes open up. Was there by any chance when they moved in a rubber chicken on the property? <laughs> That son of a bitch. <laughs> you got them too. <laughs> they were the OG there rubber was chicken no curse. reported rubber chicken, but I know that son of a bitch has something to do with this. <laughs> and the thing is, is that a lot of people, you know, a rancher, they think it's like basically a farmer. They don't really have maybe a high school education, but they're mostly like, they just want to work. They got what they needed to do with education and they're just living out their lives. This specific rancher, Terry Sherman, he was college educated. So he wasn't like, you know, naive to the Like he was smart. He wasn't mm-hmm. trying to make this stuff up. He wasn't imagining it. He was a level-headed rancher. Like, mm-hmm. so hmm. for him okay. to report this stuff and his whole family, that's creepy. And I wouldn't doubt if it happened. Uh... But on top of the... The okay. holes in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> There's worse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, of course. Come on. <laughs> there were invisible objects that emitted some t- sort of magnetic field that fucked with, like, the electronics and, like, burned the land. And, what? yeah, just, like, force fields, like, weird fields that, that messed up things. Okay. Yeah. Like, I was listening to the author of this book that I got the information from, and he was telling a story about how the rancher, he had these cattle, prize-winning cattle that were, like, 2,000 pounds each. Like, these were big sons of bitches. And... Big boys. Yeah, big boys. And he went to go check on them, and they were all missing. Yeah. Where did they go? Let me continue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they fine. were all missing. And he was like, what the hell? Like, these are giant beasts. How did they just go missing? There were no footprints. There was no blood. There was no nothing. And there was a shed that was within the the pen, I guess, okay. of where they kept the cattle. Yeah. Um. And it was locked. It was dead bolted, and there was like a, a chain around the door. Oh and God! Okay. Just like he was like, well, 
there's no effing way that four 2,000-pound beasts are going to be in this shed because the door's locked and it's just not possible. <laughs> but he checks anyways just to be sure and they were all in there. <laughs> yeah. They were all in there. <laughs> and he said that Terry yelled to his wife and was like, uh, they're in here. And they, he said that they seemed to wake up like they were out of a trance. Oh my God. Yes. And they kicked the door down. And then, um, this, they, they kicked the door down. They kicked the door down. Cause they were like, what the, they were as confused as the farmer was. <laughs> oh, the cows was. kicked yeah, the, the cows door down. down. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, why didn't they just unlock it? <laughs> <laughs> no, those cows seems a little, that door down. Seems a little dramatic. <laughs> but there's a team that I'll I'll talk about later on. Um, and they were actually on the ranch at that point. They were a scientific team that was studying, like, the UFOs and phenomenons happening. And that team came in after the, the rancher told them about what was happening. And they took measurements and they, you know used all their fancy science equipment just to see what was going on. And they said that all the shed and all of like the posts of the pen were magnetized. Like they were magnetic. So whatever did that used some type of magnetic force to do it, but they don't know how. Are cows magnetic? God, I don't know. (laughs) Hell if I know. Maybe, maybe that's why they're prize winning. <laughs> Here we have Jerry. He's got fourteen metal screws in his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like everyone's jewelers, like, <laughs> just like all of the equipment, just like going towards the cow. <laughs> it could happen. Jerry, get my ring back. <laughs> Jerry, not again. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I just opened that shed and there were just four cows in there. I would just shut the door and lock it. And I leave. would be so confused. <laughs> I am confused. Like, I'm very confused. How in the hell did that happen? Jerry! <laughs> God damn it, Jerry! You did it again! <laughs> Stop magnetizing your friends! <laughs> they don't want to go in your shed with you! Stop it, Jerry! Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's like... Under the umbrella of these invisible objects that gave off these fields and, like, messed things up. All right. Yes. Okay. And then the last thing that'll interest you, that was a big thing that a lot of people reported, was seeing huge animals that are intelligent and immune to bullets. A.K.A. big-ass wolves. (laughs) 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 That you can't kill. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people reported seeing kind of unidentifiable creatures. Like they couldn't tell. So they kind of looked like a wolf, but they didn't know. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of. Like weirder looking. That's kind of where the skinwalker kind of comes in, but not really. Because these were like legit animals. Skinwalkers are humans. These things that people cited were animals. God. Okay. Yeah. And they didn't have human eyes. No. Well, I don't think anyone got close enough <laughs> to see. If you saw a huge-ass wolf coming towards you. Yeah, I'd I mean, probably try to I'd get away. i direction. <laughs> I think I would, too. Yes. <laughs> and one example that was reported 
that we'll talk about a little bit later, was a wolf that was like three times larger than a normal wolf ripping the head off a cow. Yeah. Mm. And the rancher started shooting at it. What do they have against the cows? Honestly, that's like a huge reoccurring theme. It's just like cows dying and disappearing. They don't do anything. Well, that's probably, they're the easiest target. Well, I don't want to piss off any skinwalkers, so I mean, I'll just keep it to myself. Yeah, if, It's just kind of rude. Oh, I think it's the aliens that you got to be more scared of at this point. Because <laughs> if they moved four 2,000-pound cows <laughs> into a shed... Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to imagine what they do just, with like, a yeah, human. Just why? Just what did those cows well, do? I guess they're the easiest target. They were always outside... You know, <laughs> like the family was. This sounds like a a toddler alien who's bored. Oh yeah, just totally yeah. just. I'm gonna put this shape into this shape, <laughs> and it winds up being cows into the shed. <laughs> totally just messing with them at yeah. this point. But you know, the family was often on the ranch. They weren't there all the time, so the cows were a constant, easy target, and they mm. wanted to mess things up. But this wolf, the farmer ended up shooting at it and the wolf was not affected at all like did not even flinch yikes but we'll go into that a little later okay yes 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 so many people like i said think that this place is cursed i guess that's more so like i don't know like uh the tribes like the utes and the navajos the cursed i guess if you don't believe in science you could say it's cursed other people believe that this is what's called a flap which is like a it's a geographical location where consistent sightings of ufos happen so it's kind of comparable to if you watch any kind of haunted show like a gateway for spirits to enter okay yes so they think that this place is like a flap to another dimension and they think thing like that explains the holes in the sky like things just come in and out And they think that whatever is coming in, like, they almost know reality, so they try and copy it. So, for instance, the wolf, like, they know what it looks like, they know what it does, but, like, not quite. (laughs) Like, it's a wolf that's three times bigger than a wolf. A wolf that doesn't feel pain, apparently, and can't get killed. So, they just, like, are like, I think this is... (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna pretend to be this wolf but i'm gonna just be a little different (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not that far-fetched i guess when you think about like i don't know i mean (laughs) the world is a big place we don't know what lives in the bottom of the ocean at all you know we just that's another thing that's scary there could be other animals that we don't know about yeah i'm kind of skipping around but when the farmer noticed that there's wolves around and his livestock was just being destroyed. He asked his one neighbor, he was like, yo, have you had this problem with wolves? And, <laughs> yeah. and the neighbor was like, yeah, like all of my cow are... All of my cow. All, of... <laughs> all my cows are dead too. All of my cows are dead. plural version of cows. <laughs> Is it like moose? Where it's... <laughs> moose, moose? <laughs> no. All of my cow are dead. All of my cows are dead. And they said that they saw wolves as well. And the farmer was like, oh, <laughs> That's fine. It's a wolf. No big deal. Like, I'll just deal with it when I deal with it. But he took this information to, like, a a ranger, kind of. And 
the ranger was like, oh, no, dude. Like, there haven't been wolves in Utah since 1929. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's... Oh, that's a problem. Exactly. And so the guy was like, oh, okay. So if oh, it... Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I never saw any good. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Hi, Paul. <laughs> but... So with that information, once again, they were scared. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> yep. <laughs> just scared the whole time yes. for me, but... Yes, yes, yes. I guess you have to live with it at some point if you live there. Mm-hmm. Don't like. So what's special about this area, you know, besides having UFOs... <laughs> skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Wolves. Creatures, ghosts. In the, oh, that's another thing. In the house... They had, like, paranormal activity. Oh, great. So they had... It was small stuff. It was, like, poltergeisty. It was small stuff. So, like, things would be moved. You know, cabinets would be left open. You know, just small stuff. Mm. Um, But what's special about this area is that everything is happening together. So, like, usually you see a house that's haunted with ghosts. You don't see UFOs, really. Usually you see, like, a creature in the woods. You don't see anything else. And UFOs is a separate instance. But here, you saw all of these things together in this one area. So, people are like, what the hell is going on in that basin? Because there's all of this shit happening. <laughs> Bigfoot's partying at the Seriously. middle of it. <laughs> I'm surprised that they don't mention anything about I'm just, I really, I know I keep mentioning them. I think I just want them to be there. <laughs> Right. I keep hoping you'll be like, hey, and there's a Bigfoot. <laughs> it's not happening. Maybe we could research what a Sasquatch, as the scientific community calls it, a Squatch, the Sasquatch, what they're like, where they can be found. Because I've heard situations of them being, you know, in the high mountains, in the snow, in, in the secluded mm-hmm. area. So, like, what actually is a Sasquatch? Where does a Bigfoot prefer to live? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Where do they post up? Yeah. So, Skinwalker Ranch came to light in the mid-1990s when these ranch owners, the Shermans, mm-hmm. um, Terry and Gwen, shared <laughs> Terry their... Terry and Gwen. Terry and Gwen. What a great couple. Shared their stories with the media before selling the property in 1996. They only stayed there for 18 months. And I'm sorry, you said they, they told their story or they sold their story? They told their story. Okay. Because no one else... They were really the first people that bought a ranch there Mm -hmm. and they told their story and that's when it like came alive that's when people started knowing about skinwalker ranch um yeah so they only stayed there for 18 months because they were they had enough over it yeah Mm -hmm. so their first thing that they witnessed they were all sitting on the back porch all the the kids too it was terry gwen and their children and they were all just kind of chilling at their new ranch house and they witnessed a wolf. This, this is the one that I spoke about earlier. Um, they said they saw what they thought was a wolf or coyote stalking their livestock pen. Um, the wolf was reported to have silver gray fur with blue eyes. They didn't mm. say if the eyes were like human-like or not, but mm-hmm. they did get close enough to it that they saw the color of her fur and the eye color, which... That seems like you'd have to be pretty close, right? Well, they get pretty dang close. At first, the wolf started to head towards the Sherman family. um, And they were sitting on their porch watching this all happen. And it started to head towards them, like, quickly. They they said that they saw it sprint across the land and then beeline it for them. 
Oh no. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't even hesitate. I would run so fast. <laughs> I wouldn't even Why get the kids. Honestly. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't get the kids. I wouldn't yell anything. Yep. I would just run in the run. house. Freaking run. Yep. But I guess it makes sense. Terry said that he felt a calm when the wolf was getting closer. So I guess he trusted his Terry's instincts. a freak. Yeah, Terry's a oh, weirdo. I kind of question if he was college educated. <laughs> I'd like to see his degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he felt a calm as the wolf came closer. And he thought the animal was acting strange, like curious. Like, intelligent. Like, more intelligent than a normal wolf. Like, no- normal wolves, they have, like, a one-track mind. They're like, kill. Eye on the prize. And reproduce. That's like, that's yeah. it. They want the food. They don't care about the people. Or they would be scared of the people. Mm-hmm. Whichever one. But they, he said that the this wolf was curious, investigating the family. Um, so Terry actually moved closer. And he reached out to the wolf. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And he said that he felt so calm about it that he actually, like, brought his kids in. <laughs> yeah. And they were all, like, really... And Gwen was like, hell no. <laughs> Gwen stayed on the porch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So his two kids joined him, and they that's how he was able to see, you know, the color of the fur, the color of the eyes, which I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to know what color uh, that damn wolf is. <laughs> I'm going to save my comments for after you tell me what's next. Because I just... Someone who would, like, bring their kids to a wild animal without knowing what its intentions are. I don't know. Yeah. Also, That's not good. But also, he's, like, a rancher. So he's probably not scared <laughs> of any animal ever. Like, he's more scared of animals killing his livestock. Like, he would... I can guarantee that okay. he would take a predator animal with his bare hands and kill it. Like, that's... He's a rancher. He's but, like... I mean, okay, but your 10-year-old daughter might get bitten in the face before you can react. Yeah, but the situation, I don't know how it was. Like, if he was like, kids, stay back. I'm gonna pet this wolf. You guys just watch. It's all good. Because I feel like... Okay, you know, all right. Yeah. I don't know what the Fine. situation was, but he did say that he... He brought the kids into. He did. Terry, you need to go to some parenting classes. (laughs) So, all of a sudden, the wolf whipped its head around. And he saw the cattle pen where there was two cattles and there was one, like, little calf. Oh, no. Yeah. And the calf, you know, stuck his head through the gate because he was curious. He was like, ooh, what's that? He's stupid, so. Yeah. It's a cow. I know. They don't know anything. I know. But he stuck his head through the gate to get a better look. And then the wolf sprinted over to the pen, grabbed the cattle, the calf. Yeah. His head in his mouth. And just imagine how big that wolf had to be to comfortably fit a cow, a baby cow's head in its mouth. Like full. That's a big ass wolf. I don't like this. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I'm upset <laughs> with these wolves. I know. I think, why? It's, what did that, that calf just wanted to I say mean, hello, look around. Oh, let me just put my head through this pants real quick, get a better the, look. Oh, boom. It's an animal. Boom. It's the circle of life, you know? That's what animals do. I hate to tell you. So, 
Terry sees this and runs after the wolf and starts. Oh, maybe you shouldn't have brought your kids over, huh? Yeah, I'm sure he was regretting Terry. it. Gwen was probably losing her mind. She was probably she probably fainted from all <laughs> <She> this. <laughs> but he said that he ran over to it and he started kicking it and yelling at it. And this thing was not budging. He like didn't even notice. He was like, yo, is something touching me? Alright, we good. Like, let me get this calf. <laughs> he said that it seemed like he didn't even feel a thing, the wolf. It was not affected at all. Did it notice that he was kicking it at all? No, he didn't care. He was just trying to get that, the cow. That's it. Oh, so, so he didn't like fully kill the cow yet? No, he, he was still kind of trying to. He was Okay. The cow was stuck in the gate. Okay. So he just had his head that was outside yeah. the gate. He was just trying to like get the cow out of the gate. Okay. But so he ran over to him, started kicking, and then he yelled for someone to grab his handgun, which was a magnum. So mm-hmm. those things eh, shoot like hard. Like they're strong. <laughs> they're <a> very <laughs> those strong. Those guns, they yeah. shoot hard. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> they, they shoot to kill. Yeah. It's a very strong handgun. And he proceeded to shoot the wolf four times directly, like point blank. He was that close to the wolf. And he shot it four times. And all the wolf did was just like stop with the cow and just started to trot away. That's it. And he said that there was no blood. There was no nothing. And he like, there was no limp. So then Terry asked his family to get his shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Or it was his rifle. Terry brings his family into a lot of things that he shouldn't. Terry's fully loaded though. He's got (laughs) his his handgun. He's got his rifle. He's ready to go. Okay. Okay. And so he proceeds to shoot him two more times. With the shotgun. With the shotgun and nothing. So the wolf just trotted into the woods and Terry and his son ran after the wolf trying to get him. And the it was like muddy that night because it just rained. He was following them into the woods and all of a sudden the tracks just stopped. <clears throat> yeah. So basically there's this unkillable wolf that could fly. <laughs> Running around this ranch, just taking out these cows. <laughs> and they didn't move at this point? Because I'd say that's grounds for moving. No, no. They just thought that it was, you know, just a wolf. They could take care of it. Maybe the six shots didn't get it. But next time, oh, that seventh <laughs> shot will get them. Uh, <laughs> next time, Terry, I'll bring the whole family in. Yeah. Well, I'll shoot them. Yep. Hmm. This is making me not like Terry. Okay. Well, he's, you gotta think of the mindset. Like, he is a rancher. Like, this is his land. <laughs> I keep saying that, but I don't. No, you're just like, well, he's a rancher. Yeah, I don't think well, he's a rancher. Like, how serious <laughs> ranchers are out west. Like, like that is their land, and okay. they're not giving it up to anyone. Okay. Or anything. But he has a lot of pride in his ranch that, like I said before, was. <laughs> It was there. I got enemy. a lot of pride in my ranch, and I am willing to sacrifice my kids for it. I will. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but weeks and months after this first initial wolf sighting, you know, guests on the ranch reported seeing large, unidentifiable creatures in the woods around the ranch. And Gwen, one time, was driving home from work, um, so she was driving onto the ranch. Uh, She was about half a mile from the house. And she said that she saw something in the distance. 
and it stood on all fours so it wasn't like standing upright or anything and she said that it was taller than her car mm. she said it looked like a large wolf that was taller than her car no <laughs> it's a fucking probably the wolf. same wolf <laughs> well see the wolf the original one terry said came up to his chest and terry was like six foot tall okay and it came right up to his chest so the parent wolf maybe uh, i don't know if there's just... a parent wolf to that giant wolf i'm uh, scared to know oh i don't like these wolves okay Mm-hmm. and you know gwen was actually the one that went and reported that she saw this giant wolf and that's when they told her that there haven't been wolves in utah mm. for a long long time oh boy yeah so they live they kept going <laughs> For some reason, I'm scared they... of these gigantic wolves that are just like stalking the house, stalking the How cows. How do you go about your life after that? Like, okay, kids, go to school. Watch out for the uh, giant, unkillable wolves on your way. Mm-hmm. Careful. Mm-hmm. At one point, seven of the family's cows were either missing or dead. So, like, they're losing money. Yeah. So, like, Terry was pissed. <laughs> not when it goes for his kids you know when he oh, starts no. losing money this is the cows <laughs> if the kids go they probably gain money because they don't have to buy shit for the kids oh my god but the cows were they were their income yeah so yeah, they were okay. starting to get pissed and they would they said that they would find hoof prints and then suddenly these hoof prints would just stop so as if like this cow either just evaporated or was lifted mm-hmm. from its tracks. Mm. So they found... That's the UFOs. Yeah, exactly. Aliens. The cattle deaths were bizarre and done in almost the surgical way. Like, they were, they were all mutilated, but there was never kind of like... You could kind of tell when a predator goes after a cow. Like, it's, it's jagged. I'm sure it's quite messy. Yeah, yeah. very messy. So that ruled out attacks by coyotes or mm-hmm. other large animals uh cows were found dismembered or cored out so all of their organs were gone yeah okay mm-hmm. uh, one cow was found with a hole cut into the center of its left eyeball but otherwise was untouched why i have no idea i mean if it's a ufo and an alien just testing <laughs> you know <laughs> let's see what's in this eyeball you know? Why not? I feel like that's that's a thing, though. Because a lot of people that have supposedly been abducted by aliens have said that they're always, like, in a, like a, a room, like, on a surgical table. And it's just the aliens kind of just... Looking around? Yeah. Just seeing what... what what's a human? You know? What's that? <laughs> Which, we would do the same thing if we found an alien. Let's be real. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, another cow had this same eyeball incision, as okay. well as a six-inch hole carved out of his rectum. <laughs> Why? God only knows. And it was reported that a chemical-like smell was found with these two cows. Yeah. So, they found them. Smells chemically. And that smell was not able to be explained, either. Like, all this mm-hmm. this team that came in, like, they couldn't figure it out. So oh, that's very unsettling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on top of the cattle being destroyed, the couple, their teenage son and 10-year-old daughter, 
all claimed to have seen UFOs numerous times during the course of the 18 months they owned the ranch. Um, they would see three specific types of UFOs. One type was small and boxy. Another was larger, like around 40 feet long. They had seen multiple of these types. And then they said the third was an enormous craft, like the size of a football field. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big boy. That's like the Cadillac of UFOs. Yes. And to their credit, they did videotape two of these sightings, but also there have been countless people that have videotaped sightings of UFOs on, on in this basin. And they also saw crop circles on the property, which okay. I mean, UFOs and crop circles go hand in hand, let's be real. Yes. Yeah. So in 1994, the Sherman's nephew, we'll call him Dave, he came to stay with the family to work on the ranch. You know, he was a city boy, so he just, you know, came to get his... A city boy? What city? Salt Lake, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what city he came from. I didn't ask him. L.A. <laughs> yeah, L.A. He's a city boy. <laughs> but he came to just, you know, get his feet dirty. Work on the ranch. Okay. Yeah. Learn some manners. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> some ranch manners. Yes, exactly. To be a, a manly man. So Dave was scared of the dark, and he refused to do... <laughs> Yeah, that's a great place to live on a fucking ranch. <laughs> Where like darkness is not just dark, it's like I think that's just scary dark. That's just such an insult to like a teenage boy. Uh Dave's scared of the dark, yeah. so <laughs> keep the lights on. Please. Yeah. Well, he was so scared that like he couldn't do work at night. Like he okay. refused to do work at night. Fair enough. Yes. But like he could go to sundown, but once that sun went down, he was out for the count. Peace. Yeah. Real brave guy, you know. Mm -hmm. Hey, I would do the <laughs> same thing. I mean, I wouldn't be there during the daytime, so better than I am. Yes. So knowing this, that he was scared of the dark, Terry, his son, and Dave, they all did a property check around like dusk. So it was like just becoming dark. Okay. The three men were making their rounds when Terry said that he saw what looked like like a, a Winnebago, like an RV on his land. And this was a huge property, but there was only one way in and one way out. And this RV was like not on a road. Like it had to go past the house to get to where it was. So Terry was like, what the hell? Like, is he stuck? So basically they went to go see if this RV was stuck. Okay. And also to say, get the F off my land because this is my ranch. This is my ranch. Yes. <laughs> so they all headed towards the RV. And as Terry approached, the RV started to drive away. Oh, come yeah. on. I know. And so they all decided to, to chase the <laughs> RV. Of course. Let's yeah. once again bring the family to chase the thing <laughs> that we don't know what it is. Perfect. Well, they wanted to get off the land. So he was it like, was going. Just let well, it go. <laughs> he was, he didn't, that let's wasn't not, good enough let's for not have the kids chase it. <laughs> All right, kids, that chase, wasn't good chase the Winnebago. <laughs> so, this, where it was, there was no road. So, it was all like bumpy terrain, like bumpy field. And Terry said that he, he noticed as it was driving away that the headlights, they weren't bumping, they weren't going up and down. As if driving over bumpy terrain. Mm -hmm. They were almost like floating. Smooth jazz. 
Exactly. Just like play the low rider song. <laughs> and like that's how it was going. Perfect. So he noticed that. He just had really good shocks. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the world's best shocks. <laughs> it's like going over boulders. <laughs> Not even being affected. <laughs> so it was gliding over the train. And as they continued to chase it, they noticed that the RV was driving through fences, like as if it was like a ghost. Like, oh, God. The fence didn't move. It just drove right through it. Yeah. And it was still like intact after it went through. Okay. So ghost, ghost RV. Still intact, still floating, still playing lowrider. Oh, <laughs> George Lopez is driving. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so when they got to the fence, they reached the fence and the woods line was like not too far off the fence. So they reached it and they saw this light still like going. And they said that it went to the woods line and then it floated up to the top of the trees and then it just like disappeared. It just kept floating up and just disappeared into the sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's just As the weirdest was... thing to be a ghost, like an RV, an RV ghost. Well, or UFO, dressed as an RV. Well, they said that it looked like an RV when it floated up. They got a better look at like the shape of it, but they said that it was oblong, okay. and they said that it looked like a refrigerator. <laughs> God damn it, Gwen! Why did you strap down that refrigerator? <laughs> There it goes again. We gotta get into a fridge. Kids, we gotta chase the fridge again. <laughs> How do you mistake an RV for a fridge for a UFO? Like, Terry has lost his mind. So, poor little Dave. He skipped town. <laughs> yes. He got the F out of there. <laughs> Yeah. Went back to the city. Yeah, he did. And his mom actually called and was like, yeah, Dave's not coming to the ranch anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine, though, how traumatizing that might be? He probably travels the world constantly so that he's always in the in daylight. The <laughs> <laughs> he just lives in Alaska for the summer because, like, the sun never sets. This is fine. This is good. This is great. I love this. I love this. And then he sees a refrigerator. He's like, oh, my God. Not again. <laughs> You can't go into the kitchen at all. <laughs> I yeah. can't even imagine. Like, I'm scared just thinking about seeing that. Yeah. Whenever it's dark and, like, I drive home, like, from here especially, because it's, like, a little bit more country-ish, mm -hmm. I, I, like, my eyes are on the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, well, that is great to know. Not on the road <laughs> that at all, Every ever. time you drive home, <laughs> you are not at all looking at the road. No. Perfect. Not at all. Like, I went to this art class thing. That was, like, in the country. Like, to get there, it was, like, a random building just in the middle of, like, the woods. It was so weird. <laughs> Sounds like an art class, yeah. And I was driving with the girl that, a family friend, and we did this art class together. And she, like, I was just talking to her at one point. It was nighttime because the classes ended at night. And she was just, like, see, she stopped talking and she just, like, stared out the front of the window. Mm -mm. intensely no push her out of the car and i was like what did you just see and she said that she saw like two glowing orbs that like went in a circle together 
and then went up into the woods. It's to freaky. this day, I still think about that. And I'm like, what the hell could that have been? Thank God you didn't see it. I know. She probably still thinks about it, too. Oh, my God. I would have crashed the car. <laughs> but the family have reported to see this RV Winnebago UFO multiple times. Refrigerator. Refrigerator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, and again, they would chase it. So they chased it. But this time when they chased it, the second sighting of it, they said the lights would turn off. It would disappear and then it would reappear like half a mile away as if it was like teleporting. Mm. And they said that they chased it and it would disappear and reappear like three more times until it finally disappeared and just didn't come back. So this fridge is playing games. Playing some games. Yeah. (laughs) Really messing with them. Exactly. Terry (laughs) getting their steps in though. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Yes. <laughs> they were probably excellent runners by the end. Very fit by the end of this, yeah. They could run a marathon. <laughs> I've just been chasing UFOs around my farm. How do you train? <laughs> yeah, it might have been a fridge. We don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Poor Jerry, the ranch man. Oh, my God. The rancher. The rancher. So. As expected, Terry reached a point where he would just stay outside to see if he could catch something. Yeah, sounds like Terry. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, he's mm-hmm. got to be like mentally unstable to just... <laughs> that's, that's the vibe I'm getting. Or yeah. he's just like reached his breaking point. He's like, listen, yeah. if this is a UFO, I don't give a fuck. I'm <laughs> taking this thing down. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm not scared anymore. I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. So, <laughs> so he'd stay outside trying to catch proof of the lights, you know. He actually at one point thought that it was the government trying to run him out of his property. Oh my God. Because this, this basin was actually super rich in oil. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So okay. he figured that it was just someone trying to run him out of his land so he could, so they could buy it up and, you know, take it for all it's worth. So he said he would see these lights appear in the middle of his cattle. He'd startle the cattle, of course. <laughs> and then they would float up to the sky and just disappear. These poor cattle. I okay. Those poor cattle have had such the shit end of the stick this whole time. They have. They are literally just eating. They're mm-hmm. just eating all day. You know that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and graze. And then a f- all orb. of a sudden a refrigerator comes up. <laughs> Sneaks up on him. You would try to chase them off. Um, thinking that they were like the intruders, he would shout at them, try to get pictures of them, but he had like absolutely no luck. They would be gone. It's like they were five steps ahead of him. They probably could read his mind, let's be real. What? <laughs> it's the fridge. <laughs> it's the fridge that gets me, I'm sorry. Sprinting across the gravel, just like. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a cloud of smoke behind it. It's like dirt flying out. (laughs) There's just old leftovers falling out. So, Terry and Gwen actually, they witnessed UFOs. This was multiple times, it wasn't just one sighting. 
that looked like fighter jets, hmm. but were very quiet. They said they looked like fighter jets with like Christmas lights around them, around the outside okay. of them. And Terry said that one night, or it was like dusk. It wasn't. It wasn't quite dark yet, but it also. There was just a blizzard, so there was a ton of snow on the ground. Oh, jeez. Okay. So it was bright. Like, basically, the snow illuminated things. Okay. And he said that he was walking on the road, and he saw this fighter jet just floating, like, 20 feet above the ground. And he said that he could see it perfectly, because, like, the mountains in the back and the ground, all of the white outlined the black jet perfectly. Ooh. So... That's scary as hell, because this UFO fighter jet was, like, stealth mode. Like, black, so it could blend in with the darkness. Yeah. And quiet. So, But it looked like a fighter jet, so it was, like, was it still, did he still think it was a UFO, or did he think it was, like, government stuff? He said it was a mix between two fighter jets. I don't know the exact name. He thought it was, he thought the lights that he saw was more so the government than the flying mm. objects. Okay. Yeah. So, he... And Gwen could, you know, corroborate? Uh, corroborate. There we go. With his story, because she would also... Corroborate? <laughs> she would also see the same kind of craft floating around all the time. Like, that was one of the main UFOs that they saw, is just this low-flying, quiet, fighter jet-type... Hmm. thing okay which is scary as hell oh yeah but so he saw this ufo and scared the shit out of him <laughs> did he <laughs> chase it again he didn't chase this one. Oh, yeah he changed in our tune yeah he just kind of like saw it and of course terry being terry just like fuck it and he went home <laughs> <laughs> And Gwen, she also had a run-in with, like, an unexplained creature that came from one of these ships. Okay. Yeah. Um, Creature. Yeah, exactly. She was in the house, and she looked out the window, and she saw, like, the UFO through her window. And she said that she saw a being along with this UFO. Yeah. Which, I'm out. <laughs> like, not a wolf. Like not a, a wolf. Like a, a humanoid being. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. She said it started to walk towards her window. No. Yep. And as it got closer, she was able to see like more details because the light was illuminating the the humanoid thing. She said it was around seven feet tall. It was wearing a visor, <laughs> <laughs> which. <laughs> Strange choice of outfit. Fashionable. <laughs> and it was wearing boots that went up to his knees. Or its knees, I should say. Which, a visor and boots. Just a visor and boots. That's what she claimed to have seen. She couldn't really make out anything else. Okay. I mean, the seven foot tall thing creeped me out enough, but like, just wearing a visor and boots? That's freaking scary. That's psychopath yeah. tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> but this kind of plays along as well with the the flap that I was talking about. How like something on one dimension is observing our dimension and it's kind of copying it. Like he, this being probably saw somebody with a visor 
and saw somebody with boots and was like, yo, that's the fashion. <laughs> Put it on. And then <laughs> was trying to talk to Gwen and be like, girl, how do I look? <laughs> Have you seen my fridge? Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's funny that you bring up the fridge because she actually saw this being from the fridge. Come out of the fridge. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this whole story is just about this fridge. Like, Honestly, that's actually the secret of Skidwalker Ranch. There's a fridge <laughs> running around that place. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking up dust. Oh my god. With its outlet cord dragging behind it like a tail. <laughs> the doors are like shaking open. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But could you imagine seeing that walk towards? No. And then what? It's just left? Well, yeah. She called Terry in like a panic, which is sane. And Terry rushed home. He like drove. Where up. was he? Yeah. I don't know, but it said that he drove all night to get back to her. So he was far away. Oh. And she called in a panic. And he was like, I'm coming, baby. So he <laughs> 12 was... hours later, he <laughs> yeah. You still good? Or... Yep. But she never interacted with it. Um, And it eventually just, like, went back to the fridge. The fridge and <laughs> they both just disappeared. Like, one of the, the instances where the fridge, like, teleported. It just disappeared. Okay. So the next day, Terry and Gwen went out to investigate where she said it would have been standing or where it would have been. Um, and she said that she saw footprints in the mud. And these footprints were about 18 inches long, which, hello. <laughs> you know what they say about big feet? <laughs> big boots and big visors? alien, yes. <laughs> And she said it had a prominently round heel, but there was no, like, full boot mark. Like, she couldn't make out a boot, but she could make out, like, the heel part. So, I don't Ew, know. Ew, it, like, walks on its heels? I have no idea. Somebody, I... Or it's got, like, a peg leg? Something funky's happening there. But it's a, it's a weird track. Okay, yes, not that. a natural track. Yeah. And which she was also very confused because she swore... That she saw this alien in, you know, fly-ass boots. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if there's yeah. one thing that she yeah, remembered. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Is that the boots were killing it. Yeah. Back at it. So, you know, they have all of this UFO activity at the ranch. And that was the main thing that they saw. UFOs, blah, blah, blah. Um, but kind of going towards, like, the ghost part. Um... Gwen would, Gwen was like, she was in the home the most. Terry was outside, so she really noticed, like, the haunting part of it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know if this was caused by the supposed aliens or if it was ghosts. But, you know, she would always talk about how things were moved. Like, one instance that she reported, she came home with groceries. And she put the groceries down. She turned away. And... A couple seconds later, she turned back around and the groceries were missing. Yeah. Did she ever find them? She did, but they were just like placed in weird spots. Oh my God. Yeah. 
and they were spread out too so it's like how did that happen it's not like they all just fell on the floor it's yeah like they were like placed like in cabinets and like all over the place Ooh. so that was a the big oh thing. god could you imagine just like going to bed and <laughs> smelling a block of cheese under your bed <laughs> damn it ghost <sighs> put it in the fridge at least the fridge is just outside yeah <laughs> Again. Can't go here. <laughs> yes, but the hauntings weren't really the biggest concern of the family. Uh, yeah, amongst everything else that's going on, yeah, I would say that's the, probably the least of the Way worries. bigger fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> but all it was really in the house was just, it seemed like just ghosts that were just trying to like mess around with, mm-hmm. with Gwen. Nothing too sinister, just... No. Not at all. Stuff really. Yeah, at that point, they were, they didn't care. They were much more scared of what was outside. <laughs> so, <laughs> after eighteen months of living in the home, they couldn't take it anymore, and they sold it off for two hundred thousand dollars to a Las Vegas real estate giant and UFO enthusiast, Robert Bigelow. And back then, the two hundred thousand dollars is around three million today. So, what? That's what From I read. what time? That's what I read. 1996. 1996, $200,000 is $3 million? That's what I read. <laughs> I'll put a disclaimer. Could be not true, but that's what I read. Hmm. It was actually from the History Channel, too, I think. Oh. I yeah. Oh, well, I stand corrected if that I'll, was the History I'll Channel. I'll fact check. Next episode, if I'm wrong. I'll just be like, I'm just kidding. It was like 200000 is now like... 300000 <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, but anyways. I guess that would make, okay, so yeah, 96 is a lot farther I mean, away than I feel like it is. Just think, it's it's a 500 acre piece yeah, of land. Yeah, that's a huge, yeah. So, it could be. I don't know how much an acre goes for, but anyways, especially in Utah. Mm-hmm. So, it's said that at the time that they sold it, like when they reached their wits end, like they were scared and they would all... The entire family would sleep in their living room on the floor together. Like they totally were understandable. too scared to live to sleep in their separate rooms. Yeah. So Bigelow bought the property and he developed the National Institute for Discovery Science, or NIDS, as they called it. <laughs> so what NIDS is, it, he basically just brought in a bunch of scientists. Um, there were CIA agents. There were two astronauts that had been to the moon that worked there. And what they wanted to do was to basically discover if aliens do exist or if there's a scientific reason behind all of these instances that are happening at the ranch. So hmm. Bigelow. And Bigelow was like a low-key like UFO groupie. Like he was, he was really into all of that stuff. Okay. So he was like, give a groupie a lot of money and they're going to buy a highly UFO active piece of land. Yes. That's what he did. So they were there and actually they were there while the family was still at the ranch. Like the, they, the people lived at the ranch, but Nids was also there. Okay. So at one point. When all these things were happening, Nids was there to be like, oh, let me let me look at that. Let me let me research that. Mm-hmm. 
So, but then the family was like, we're done. We're out of here. (laughs) (laughs) It's yours. Yep. So they left and this was like a huge investigation. Like there were released Pentagon papers that show that the government sank $22 million into NITS, into the ranch. What? To do research, to like figure out what's going on. Yo, government's, government knows that there's something out there. That freaks me out. I don't know. I know. I know. It's like either they know something's going on or that was just a really large fraud in the government. (laughs) Someone took that money. Yeah. But, well, I watched a video of someone that was interviewing like like a groundskeeper, basically, for, for NIDS that came through. Um, and he was like, yeah, like, it's true. Like, the government was funding us. So, they know what's going on. They wanted to see if UFOs were real. If, like, this ultimate dimension was able to be accessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also wanted to figure out if humans, when they die, if they just, dis- like, they die and that's it. Or if they have, like, another life. And this might be something to do with that. So... Jeez. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's a lot of big questions there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so Bigelow owned the, the land for 20 years in total. And NIDS was active for like seven or eight years. And they all reported hundreds more sightings of like these creatures, UFOs. And they actually welcomed... Um, like, uh, I forget if it's the History Channel or who did it. But there's a show out there that's, you know, Skinwalker Ranch. And they are welcoming these people to come in and, well, these people were NIDS was. Yeah. So they welcome these people to come in and investigate and see what's going on. Because, like, why not? Like, right. get it out there. Let people know. Um, and then it was all shut down. <laughs> and then it what? was yeah it was bought out by i'm sorry for mispronounce this by the adamantium holdings group which i know it's a shell corporation of unknown origin they bought the property in 2016 um and when it was purchased by this corporation all of the roads were blocked off there was barbed wire set up around everywhere there were armed guards there were signs that, like, deterred people from coming in. It was basically, like, like if the government did get more involved, like, that's, like, in red flashing lights, something's going on here. Government's got it. So, or, I don't know what this company is. No one really knows. It's an LLC company. So, it's pretty anonymous. Yeah, then. exactly. Um, uh, but people do try to enter the property to film. Yeah. But they're greeted. It's kind of creepy. I watched a video of it. When they enter the property, usually a car, like a truck or like a big vehicle, drives up to them. Like far enough away where it's kind of like a warning. Mm-hmm. And that's all that usually happens is just this truck. And like people are usually scared at that point. And they're like, never mind. Like, let's go back. <laughs> yeah. So you can't enter. It's with this company that really no one knows much about and whatever's going on there it's like area 51 ish which another thing 
I was, when I was looking this up, this location, Area 51, and there's another location that's another paranormal hotspot. They're like in a triangle from each other. If you look on a map and you dot them and connect them, it's a triangle. So like Bermuda Triangle for UFOs, basically. Oh, yeah. I but, feel I have a stomach ache from this, I yeah, think. Yeah, I know, I'm uncomfortable. But oh. <laughs> that yeah, it hurts real bad. <laughs> is the story of Skinwalker Ranch. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised that I didn't really know anything about that. So what scares you more? Actual Skinwalkers or Skinwalker Ranch? Um... Both. <laughs> they both suck. <laughs> so both make me very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think the ranch in particular makes me a little bit more uncomfortable just because, you know, uh, it's a real place. And it, if it, the government, like, dumped money into it, I just, I don't. That's what's really scary is that the they government. they would do that if they didn't have, like, some evidence of something very strange going on. Yeah. That's, I think, the creepiest part is that the government's involved. Like, they know. Yeah. It's like when the government finally admitted that UFOs were real. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And it's like, you know, (laughs) I don't know whether or not to believe Terry because he's obviously a psychopath who just chases things with his family. Poor Terry. He (laughs) has been through the ringer, okay? (laughs) He put himself in In the the ringer. In the short 18 months that he lived there, that poor man probably aged about 57 years. (laughs) Yeah, and somehow made like $3 million. (laughs) Good for him. He deserves it. uh, Yeah. After going through all that? Uh Uh-huh. If it was like just Terry telling that story and like the family, I think it would have a little bit less credibility just because, you know. Well, the guy that wrote this book... He's, like, a well-known reporter. Like, he's won awards. And he wrote this book. Which is another thing. Like, a lot of people are scared to come out with this stuff. If they're, like, scientists Mm -hmm. or, you know, educated people that, you know... They don't want to stake the reputation on it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They don't want to sound like they're crazy. Yeah. So, this guy came out and it's like, I... He seems pretty... Did you, like, read this book or... Yeah, the Audible... Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, so come and listen to it. But, um, yeah, this guy, I mean, that's pretty credible. And there's another book that is a short read. It's about um, one of the guards that was on the property when it was the NIDS and his experiences, his firsthand experiences. Mm. Yeah. So that's going to be the next one that I read. And then I'm going to never be able to sleep again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, I was real pissed when I saw Joe Rogan <laughs> doing a fucking interview <laughs> with the author. Oh my God. It's called Hunt for the Skinwalker. And that's where all this information came from. Um, it is by Colm A. Kelleher, who he's one of the scientists that came in when NIDS took over. He was like mm. the head scientist. And okay. George Knapp. He's the the author, the reporter. Damn. And science confronts the unexplained at the remote ranch in Utah. That's the hunt for the skinwalker. Very good read or listen if you want to do Audible. We're not sponsored. That was a good story. (gasps) Thank you. Yeah.
I am actually just thinking now that when I was in Utah and I went camping, I was like around Salt Lake City. Like I was away from Salt Lake City. I don't know if I was even remotely close to this basin, mm-hmm. but like, oh, that's like jarring thinking that I could have been in like a hot spot UFO area. Ooh. I flew over Salt Lake City. My Did you run into a trip. UFO? I did. <laughs> yeah. I was actually uh, the wolf that you kept referring to. Oh. That was me. A lot of sense now. Okay. Yeah. Well, everyone, just forget cow. about this story that I just told because we all <laughs> found out that it was actually Tori. <laughs> I feel unsettled, so I'm not even sure how to end this. But well, thank you for listening in, everyone. Again, episode two. Hopefully, you didn't doze off. Um, and we look forward to bringing another episode for you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye.